Welcome to the Urban Wine Club podcast. Pour a glass, sit back, and enjoy the show. Hey, everyone. Thanks for joining us for another fantastic clip. Here, we are going to talk about something very... I think So, I think this is something that I like, but I'm going to reserve my judgment until after the segment because I'm not 100% sure I know what I'm talking about. Today, we are going to talk about tannins, okay? So, I'm yeah. under the impression tannins. that I like tannins. I like tannins in my wine. I like the tannin, like like bitterness uh but again i'm not sure what i'm talking about so let me turn it over to the master himself Foti stamos hello Foti. yasu ari hello ari i should say but uh <laughs> yeah i mean uh how often are you around a group of uh individuals friends family and they're you know talking about talking about about the wine they're having they're enjoying it and they're talking about tannins and how often do you feel lost like what are tannins yes. what do you so, so let me just say real quick again, like when I, I never knew. And then when I, I started to learn more about tannins, I am under the impression that if a wine lies on a more tannin, like a, a scale, a more tanniny scale, mm. I think mm. I like that. I think, okay. but I'm not a hundred percent sure. So let's, okay. so, so let's, let's first identify what tannins are. So tannins are a... Uh, a compound that are that's found in uh, pretty much fruits and vegetables. They are found in mainly the skins and seeds of a fruit, and obviously in grapes. Uh, the tannins are found in the skins and seeds. It's it's a compound that has an astringent sensation. It's a compound that actually releases a lot of bitterness. So, to give you the best example that I always like to tell people who ask me is let's just take a grape with seeds, for example. And let's say that you, you know, you actually eat the, the grape and you chew on the grape, but you end up actually chewing on the seeds, right? Which I'm sure many people have done and they get that like, whoa. As soon as you crush those seeds, all immediately you get this like coating of like... Um, it's like poison. <laughs> that's what it feels like. Oh God, right? So you get this immediate release of bitterness. This so these is it's this oily compound that's released from the seeds that you'll get immediately. That creates this like uh, almost um, mouth smacking um, b- bitterness that coats your whole mouth. And it's like cottony, and it's like ah, how do I? Get yeah, and you almost feel like uh, like you need like to drink some water if it's mm. like super tanniny because everything's like getting like almost like it's constricted like i know exactly what you're talking about so that would be the best and easiest example to to kind of give you an idea of what tannins are so we we should let the audience know you said that they're responsible for bitterness so i've apparently i've been full of tannins my whole life before well you've been you've been tannic before drinking one very much so (laughs) so so uh so tannins are, are important for several different reasons. Um, they're not purposely put there to give you that sensation of like cottoniness, cottoniness in your mouth. But the compound uh, has been, uh, you know, discovered to A, uh, preserve the wine a lot better. Okay. And then B, it also is what is responsible for creating the structure. In- ah, okay. Right? Um, so 
you know, every grape has different levels of, of this, of, you know, this compound. And it also comes down to also the way that winemakers are using the grapes. So if you think about it, you know, how many berries are attached to every cluster, to every vine, they come into the facility, think about hundreds and thousands of little grapes being crushed, right? So they're crushing the seeds and they're squeezing the skins. So what's happening is all this, this, these, this compound is releasing tiny amounts of this oil into the wine. So it's, co- it's getting into the wine, it's fermenting with the wine, and it's becoming a, an, a very vital component of the wine for creating that structure that's needed. Um, well, d- dumb question, because sh- I think I know the answer, but let me ask it anyway. Uh, wineries making wine are very conscious of how much of the seed and skin uh, yeah. the tannins well, from the seeds and skin is getting into that wine? Or is that something they're kind well, of, they're not sure of, they just do it? From the makeup of the grape, they can determine what, what depending on what grape they're using, what has higher levels of tannins. And I'll give you a quick example. Um, so uh, depending on the size of the grape and the, and the ratio of, of grape size to pulps, grape size to seed size okay yeah. not to get too technical and geeky but um i'm going to give you two examples we're going to we're going to talk about the great merlot mm-hmm. and the great cabernet sauvignon okay. okay so uh you've had merlot before mm-hmm. so merlots tend to be uh, uh wines that are wines from merlot tend to be wines that are have a lot of fruit they're softer um, they have a nice finish, softer finish. Cabernets have firm, firmness. Um, there's a lot more structure and they have a drier finish. Okay. okay. So let's go back to why that is. So when you were, well, when you were, I was going to say, but when you actually visit a vineyard and you're visiting a vineyard that's planted and growing Merlot, when you pick a berry from a, from a vine cluster of grapes, Merlot grapes are rather large grapes but have very small seeds in them. Okay. Because they have small seeds, they release small amounts of this compound for tannins. When you go to a vineyard that's planting Cabernet, the berries tend to be smaller and the seeds are larger. So they have larger seeds. So because they have larger seeds, the seeds release more of this oily compound into the wine that creates that structure. Yeah. So so based on the question I asked you, like they're very conscious of what the grape consists of, how big the seeds, how small the seeds, how much tan is going to be released. (laughs) So they are very conscious of what's going to happen. Yeah, they're fully aware of what's to come. So allows them to create their style of how they, you know, their their fermentation process, their aging process, and that will determine the outcome of the wine of how they want it to be. Now, the other great thing about wines with, with good amount of tannins is that wines can age for a long time and uh-huh. with time they're better. But the, the drawback to that is that wines that have a high presence of higher presence of tannins are, you know, in the very beginning when they're too young, uh, there's not enough fruit because it's being masked from the tannins. But as that wine ages, uh, it balances out. So the, the tannins get softer and the fruit is more prominent. Okay. When you drink wines that are too young with high presses of tannins, you get low fruit flavor, but high astringency. The wine is like very, you know, tart. So I'll tell you, let, let me tell you uh, an experience I had and you tell me what's going on. Make sure it's uh, PG. <laughs> uh, I had a wine once and I remember this very distinctly because I drank 
maybe like two or three sips and I literally was running for water because I felt like it was just so like everything was just so dry and and like getting asphyxiated in a sense and I was like what is going on with this wine I was drinking water what is it yeah no I'm saying that's pretty intense oh yeah yeah this this was like I was like what is up I didn't know if I had I was having an allergic reaction but as time passed I'm thinking that this was just an overly tannic wine maybe it was too early to be drinking it maybe yeah you know here's the thing you know there are wines that get released pretty early into the market and for whatever reasons they do but you know for those that for those that are in the industry that know that um, it's you know it's a good it's a it's good practice to let the consumer know that what the wine is going to be now that maybe they should give a little time yeah yeah. i mean a lot of uh you know well-made wines from france and italy you know bordeaux burgundy piedmont you know a lot of those wines need need time and they you know they get rated but sometimes they get rated on if you have it too early versus having it, you know, when it, when it matures. So then you'll see like on these, like these recommendations of like this labeling of wines of when they're best to drink. And some of them have a, like a projection of, you know, drink this five years from now, 10 years from now to, to actually maximize the enjoyment of the wine. Because, you know, like we mentioned before, wines with high levels of tannins, as they age, the softer those tannins get. So the softer the tannins, the more fruit you're going to get from the wine. Yeah, yeah. And at that point, I was probably not uh, drinking anything special or expensive. So it was probably some cheap old wine that just wasn't made very well. Well, yeah, I mean, there's always bottle variations. There's also, you know, wines that actually just are just funky. And uh, they're yeah, just it's possible, a yeah. bad batch. But, but I'm overall, telling you, man, I, th- I thought I was having an allergic reaction. I was like, what is happening with this wine? Right, right. Um, and then again, for our listening audience that's uh, that's intrigued by this, you know, um, wines from the old world. And what does that mean? Pretty much wines from Europe mm. um, have a nice presence of tannins in their productions to begin with. And, um, you know, wines from cooler areas, um, when you buy them... Um, you know, if you have the interest to buy w- bottles and just wait, give them some like time, like a year or two or three years, you know, you, it's it's cool to buy if you could ever do this, you know, buy a case of that one wine and then drink, if you could, one bottle every year of that box. And you can just see the change that happens every year. That's a pretty... Uh... That's a pretty fun and long-term project to have for yourself. Yeah, to do yeah. That. I've, I've actually come across folks that are more and more into this. It's pretty cool to, to listen to the fact that they're willing to do something like that, which is, you know, it's, it's, it's you got to just be into it, you know, because I've heard folks that actually, and I, I'm guilty of it. I'll buy a case of wine that I want to like see what happens and I get too like anxious and I just, you know, yeah. scrap the uh, project and drink the whole case. In one night. <laughs> well i'll uh i'll ask for your help if you could set me up with a couple let's say three four five six wines of the same and i will do the once a year actually i'm never gonna do that i'm gonna yeah, you, know, you know what you know what uh <laughs> screw it you know we're not gonna do it individually what we're gonna do is uh just light bulb went off we're gonna we're gonna put on a timeline for our folks for our audience ah. we'll do that yeah, we'll choose a collection of wines and we'll drink them throughout the next X amount of years and yes. we'll record them what they're like now and what they're like later. Yes. And you have to 
keep the wines with you or else they'll <laughs> mysteriously disappear if I have them. Nice. But yeah, that's a good idea. I want to do that because okay. I'm, I'm very curious myself as to how time really does like, you know, they always say like, you know, and, and correct, correct oh, me no. if I'm wrong very quickly. Um, not all wines can age, but the wines that do age, they get better. Correct. So, so I, the way I would say to keep it simple, Ari, and I, you know, th this is debatable for different reasons, but the higher level of tannins in a wine, the better it, it ages. Ah, okay. Lower levels of tannins don't age, don't age that long. Interesting. Okay. So that's the, that's the important component of age. They call the term age worthy wines. And the yeah. reason why they're age worthy is because they have good amount of, of tannins in the wine that lets the wine actually develop over time that's important. so so in 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 really good fine wines that you're gonna leave in your wine cellar to age uh tannins play an important role if i'm not mistaken from what you're saying they play a vital role and well, they're so so vital that um so wines that are, are easy to drink ready to drink are wines that have other things going on uh with very little amounts of tannins that um are just made purposely for you to drink immediately and probably with a lot of yes pardon my french a lot of crap in them yeah and you know we'll get into the that on another segment but um the key the takeaway here is um don't be afraid of tannins um they might be abrasive in the beginning but they will grow on you over time um if a wine is too tannic give it you know uh, you know that means that the wine should have been opened later on in time which is okay we learn we live and learn um Tannins are important because they develop structure. And what I mean by structure, you know, wines that are just like leave a certain element of sensation on your palate. Like, you know, they, uh, there's acidity, there's uh, tartness, there's dryness, but there's still fruit along the way. You want that. The opposite of that are, are wines that are considered flabby, flabby wines. There's like nothing, there's no tannins in there. They're just soft, easy to drink, and they roll off your your palate very easy. I like I like flabby ones. I, I think those would suit me. Yeah, but you might like them, but you get bored of them too easy. <laughs> no, I know for sure. Bored. Yeah, for right? sure. That's... I, I feel like I'm very I'm I'm more on the. You say don't be afraid of tannins. I welcome them. I I, I think well, I I'm do glad like... you do. But for a lot of of a lot of our newbies that are getting into wine, you know, tannins can be offensive. They could be a turnoff. Uh, they could be confusing. I believe it. I, I actually, yeah, if you, if we were doing this segment two years ago, I would be on the, like, get the hell away from me with those tannins. Right, right. So that's the takeaway. We want uh, this clip for our audience to understand what tannins are, and they should welcome tannins uh, from this point on. Absolutely. Welcome tannins. I've always been made fun of by everybody for liking all sorts of fruity, soft drinks and wines, everything very well, like very smooth and 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 soft. I am, I'm the living proof that tannins will they grow on you? They like it, it gives you that change your world. Yeah, excellent. All right, never be afraid of tannins unless your name is Marty McFly and his name is Biff Tannin. All right, I had to do the joke. I had to do the joke. Every time you say tannin, that's all I think about. I love it. All right, thank you, Forty. Uh, once again, as always for bringing that knowledge, bringing that expertise, teaching us, teaching me. And, uh, you know, I appreciate it. And hopefully I never learn enough where you're not teaching me something. So oh, thanks, everybody out there for watching. Thank you, Foti, for pleasure. teaching. 
and we'll see you next time. We're doing these clips all the time. We're going to be doing these clips all the time. Get the apps, get the websites, get what, social media, whatever. However you want to do it, just get on it. We'll be there. You'll see our shining faces. And we appreciate you guys watching. And until next time. Cheers, everyone. Cheers. Nice orange wine, my friend. Mm-hmm. <laughs>